0: Hello, I'm Damien Edwardson, one half of Art 92 and the creator of the sci-fi wrestling comic, The Galaxy Grappling Alliance. And welcome to Omen oh Men To That, a chip-free sporadic podcast series where I talk to a selection of hand-picked guests on a diverse range of topics centred in and around the world of art, comics and all things creative. Before we begin, I'd just like to say a big thank you to everyone who supported our latest Kickstarter campaign for The Galaxy Grappling Alliance issue 2 as we genuinely appreciate it today's show was originally planned to be about the art of the comic cover but as we started talking it became apparent that the conversation was going to be much wider than that and it turned out to be a fascinating discussion about not just comic covers but art in general and process that i felt it would be a disservice to try and shoehorn it back into a single topic so with that in mind here's a slightly different show than what we originally had planned and i hope you enjoy as much as i did The art of Ryan Brown. So today I'm thrilled to be joined by not only a superbly talented artist, but a modern day comic book cover rock star. A master of painting in both digital and acrylic media, he's produced covers, games, albums, concept art. He's worked for... Dark Horse, Vertigo, IDW, Image, Heavy Metal, 2000 AD, and most recently Marvel, painting a diverse range of titles from V-Wars to Ninja Turtles, and of course, his legendary take on Judge Dredd himself. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome the insanely talented Ryan Brown. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is you. I've got the right Ryan Brown. It is, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for- Thanks for taking your time, Max. I know you're you're incredibly busy at the moment. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Always am.
0: Genuinely appreciate you uh, giving up the time to, to speak to us today.
1: No, no problem at all. No problem.
0: Just just as I mentioned a little bit about your, your work there, I mean, you know, it's been quite a meteoric rise, hasn't it, really, when you, you consider how long it is since you, you first started?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... Well, I kind of, it's about five years since I did the first cover for IDW. I think, yeah, I think it was IDW and it was V-Wars. And Uh um, before that, it was basically colouring stuff all the time, you know, and uh, colouring other people's artwork. And um, I remember there was a convention in Northern Ireland I went to uh, before that. And there was a DC guy there, DC guy, I had a little sort of portfolio review with him. And he basically said, you know, um, this is all really good, but I would like to see your own work. So at that point, I th- thought, right, OK, you know, I need to kind of start drawing again. Because since the funny thing is, since I went to, you know, art college, I actually had stopped drawing. Art college basically put me off drawing. And uh w- which is sort of a lot of people's experience, I think, about art college
0: generally. Yeah, but, uh, well, we we had a similar experience actually, where we always say we we learned absolutely nothing to yeah, go to college other than we probably shouldn't have bothered going <laughs> to college. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what it is. The thing the thing that I find weird is um, um the thing that I get we- I think is weird is um you know art is is a science, you know, there, there are laws to it. I know that people sometimes say, oh, art is totally free and you can do whatever you want, which is correct, but there are rules too. If you want to do like representational art or illustrate things, there's, you know, there's rules of how to create contrast, you know, how to, our compositions, how to create textures, anatomy, you know, there, there's so many things that you can learn and it could take you the rest of your life to learn it. So it's kind of weird when you go to art college and, you know, the art teachers te- teach you basically nothing. The only thing they'll, they'll sort of do is set you in a life-drawn class and you'll sit there for an hour, you know, drawn and there's very little input. There's very little, you know, information there. In Europe, you've got a different sort of take on it They're, they've got the ateliers over there and some really good schools in america as well um mm. but the problem with that is you're paying a lot of money yeah you know you're paying a lot of money for that and you know it, uh, it, the, you know i kind of ask myself are there enough uh jobs out there for everybody to make money at art yeah you know Whenever I was in art college, everybody, the, the teachers would uh, direct you towards uh, graphic design and sign design, you know, designing signs and things. And it was just and yeah. logo design and all that sort of stuff. And I would say, no, I don't really want to do that. I want to illustrate stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But whenever I would illustrate stuff, they would actually get really angry. And <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, it's I'm serious. <laughs> I know. I'm
0: serious. It's funny. Yeah. I, I remember the same. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah they'd get angry and they'd be like, you know, why are you wasting your time doing this? You know, and it's, and it's so bizarre, but I kept pressing and pressing on it. And when everybody else, you know, in my opinion, a lot of people went with what the tutors sort of told them all this abstract stuff and squashing shells with paint on them, you know, onto paper and making patterns and things like that. And, they they sort of went with the flow and when they went with the flow they got their degrees and I was left behind because I was basically you know um I I wanted to do what I wanted to do I wanted to yeah. illustrate um yeah. they they were not going to you know pass me they were not going to let me go through with like illustration right. which is really weird you know I I under, there's a bit of a I do understand a bit of it, in a way that, like, you know, there are not a lot of jobs really um, yeah. for artists. You know, uh, you can have fine artists stuff selling their own paintings and you know portraits or whatever, but
0: mm. you've
1: graphic design and stuff. But then, you know, then you've got more obscure stuff, concept art and you know comic book art and stuff. And there's not a massive amount of people working in those kind of fields. You know, so yeah, yeah you know so maybe i i don't know but i was so passionate about it um that after those years it, it literally just it destroyed my enthusiasm for the thing and yeah. i never drew i didn't draw for for years after that. um yeah. and it was only basically <clears throat> i worked in a shop in town um we had a martial arts shop and it had to close. It was just the, the right. internet was taken off really well and um, it was killing all the sales and stuff. So we had to close it. And at that point, I tried to get jobs anywhere I could and I yeah. couldn't get a job anywhere, you know, anything at all. Like, even right. you know, uh, plaster you know, like holes and walls for the housing mm-hmm. executive and stuff mm-hmm. like that and nothing. I couldn't get a job anywhere. And um, Simon Basley then contacted me and said, you know, do you want to color um, a load of pages and stuff? So my first job was basically, um, it was legendary entertainment. And right. we were doing the Tar Chronicles. And I think we did maybe about two and a half thousand pages or something. Um, it was crazy. and Yeah at the beginning it was taking me maybe about a day to do a page to actually color a page and that was so stressful um at the at the end of the process we were doing a full 22 page story in two days so i was coloring 12 pages a day and or no 11 pages a day and uh same was like drawing them as quickly, you know. So yeah, yeah, kind of got a bit of a bit of a rhythm going, you know. But that was kind of the beginning of it all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reason why Simon came to me was because uh, before that we were doing um, me and my two brothers did the the Dead, like a, a graphic novel, and it was um, Alan Grant wrote it. Simon right. Bisley did the interiors and yep. Glenn Fabry did the covers. And we uh, basically did all the other stuff, like lettering and coloring and graphic design stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> It's a hell of a team to be part of, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's rock and roll stuff, that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, my brother kind of, he, he's like a, an art dealer. So, you know, he's, he's known these people for a long time. And, you know, we had saved a lot of money up, and we just thought, why not do our own comic? So um, yeah, that was the beginning of it all. There that sort of kind of moved me into the coloring for the work.
0: Was it the coloring that got you into the kind of digital side then, or were you still sort of originally traditional in that sense?
1: Yeah, I've always used Photoshop since it opened or it right. started. You know, right. um, I kind of. Yeah, the colouring. See see, I kinda of, I went in the reverse way that a lot of people do in like um for comic art. Comic art usually everybody's line artists, you know, the draw, yeah. you know, pencils sort of lines and stuff. Yeah. And I kinda of went from colouring to really rendering, really shading the stuff, yeah. you know, but, so yeah. basically digitally painting over other people's work. So right. then I, I kind of approach the thing as a painter rather than as a yeah. line artist, you know? Um so there's gonna there's there's kind of you know, I have gaps in my kind of skill sort of set or whatever and other people, you know, coming from like a pencil sort of thing, they've gaps in theirs, but yeah. it's in the reverse kind of so I think it uh, does
0: show that you're and, a painter first. I think whether you're doing um, the digital work or you're doing the... I mean, because you've been doing a lot of acrylic work. I know for Marvel, yeah. you've done quite a lot of stuff um, mm-hmm. that's fully painted. Was that was that their decision yeah. or was that yours? I mean, did they, did they want to?
1: No, it was mine. Um, right. There's, there's sometimes people have an opinion of digital art and they have this opinion where um, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, sure, the computer does it for you or yeah. um, sure, you just stick a... a person's face you know like a photograph of a face and paint over it and whatever it does or, happen
0: uh, let's be honest oh, it does you, yeah. And, yeah. but you can always yeah. tell when it's been done you can. can't it? yeah.
1: yeah 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 because because you can see the faces has l- like light sources and, yeah. and bounce lights and various things and it has those mu- the structure muscle structure and details that you yeah. know it's like a masterpiece you know whenever but then you look at the rest of it and it's like all you know yeah. it's like the yeah. lights are all wrong and everything to, to get something like where you took a photograph and, and paint the rest of that to get those bounce lights everything exactly the same it's it's not yeah. easy so you know
0: I've, I've seen some examples done the other way as well where they, they render the face <laughs> like painterly and then the clothing in the background is like phenomenally realistic and you're like yeah yeah you just kind of filtered over the face so so with that in mind i mean you know because you do i mean i know when we first met and i think we met got to be about four years ago now i think it was believe it or not and um i know i was bugging you about because i was just starting to get dabbling digital work myself and i remember Mm. you the one piece of advice and i've said this on loads of different podcasts and to people is the best piece of advice you ever gave me was just paint like you would normally paint approach it the same way yeah. So yeah. you know, and that I think that has yeah. helped me well it, it did help me tremendously to improve. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because before then I think I was still trying to use the tool rather than just yeah. treat it as a medium. Yeah, that's so,
1: that's exactly
0: the last few years you've been known as as primarily digital artist. Mm. Um yes, you're right, people's opinions of what digital art is. I mean, even Brian Bolland says that people seem to think he presses a button and Batman pops yeah. out, you know. It's like... <laughs> um, well, so I've it's got a Batman a...
1: button. You do a Batman button, I just uh, press it. And yeah. it depends... I've got a keyboard. with all different, like
0: superheroes on Have it, you? and you just oh. press that, and that. Do you get brilliant. that when you do a job for a? You big, do, yeah. the, the Marvel give you yeah. one with all the X Men on it. Yeah, stuff. they like, do. Yeah. Oh. You just see you're like you the work dream,
1: for those you? I'm telling you, <laughs> it gets easier. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what I do? I just lie back, and I've got like a one of those big long sofa things. Oh yeah, And yeah. I, And and I get like eat grapes and stuff, and and yeah. press press the batman cover
0: That's i just funny. wait
1: and then somebody sends like an email through saying ryan we need a batman cover and i go oh not again <laughs> <Plop>. <laughs> there
0: you go really? how many, i
1: say how many do you want
0: you're giving all the three, secrets away three one two three so, I'm just giving all the trade secrets. <laughs> <like that>. You've <laughs> undone years of arguing with people but it isn't just pressing a button.
1: I know that's it. I we
0: mean, have to edit really this out now. <laughs> it really is pressing a button. <laughs> so, so the decision to paint physically, because <laughs> um, <laughs> you work <laughs> in acrylic, don't you, primarily? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Is it pencil as well and stuff like that? You put over. Is, is it mixed yeah. media or is it more just?
1: Yeah, well, it's very, very vague lines sometimes. You know, very, very vague. Yeah. But, but generally. I like to work everything out as I'm going along, but I yeah. also have a lot of like, I'll use reference as well. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah. the, the difference between reference is, um, you're not copying the reference. Yeah. You're, you're using that as yeah. to, to understand how materials look, how the set high cloth folds, how the cloth is bending around a certain like joint or something. Um, yeah. And also light sources and high high the light sources, like you know, breaking up how the light is breaking up around the forehead and then sharper in other spots, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, use all that and it's transferring translating that information and putting it onto your 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 illustration. You know, people there, there's this other sort of thought that like um, using reference is a bad thing.
0: Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, I've heard, heard this quite a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, people use reference um, when they don't have that that thing visual library of that piece of information in their yep. head. Now yep. there is there's a limit to what you have you can you have in your head because you're drawing and drawing hands drawing in different poses yep. so then that's in your your mind you've created a visual library for that but maybe you're really crap at like drawing cloth or maybe you're yep. crap at drawing like heads in different angles or or whatever guns or cars mm-hmm. or whatever and he, it's just impossible when you you know to have all that information in your head it's just impossible cuz you can only spend a certain amount of time if you had like 10 life times you could maybe do it you know but you have to say right you know there's certain things that you can do out of your head but other things you need to have reference and especially when you're trying to get stuff you know i i don't think of my stuff as photorealistic what i think about it as is believable
0: yes yes
1: believability which is a different thing absolutely where it looks like light is creating a form around an object, you know, but it does not like when you look at like the uh, Joker or something like that, it's not that face is not a realistic shaped face. It is not, it's not a photograph of a person, you know, with a bit of paint over it or something. Yeah. The, the, the proportions the everything are completely not normal. So, so it's more it's believability rather than you know photoreal so yeah. that's that's another important thing yeah. you know um yeah. so i think it's just misconceptions about about stuff you know you use a computer and you basically you know you're going to have to come up with the composition yourself yeah the computer isn't going to do that for you the textures you need to decide the colors you could change you know, infinitely, you could change over, 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 over. You could make so many changes to that thing, you know, like the, the things type and monkeys type at a typewriter and they come up with Shakespeare's or whatever. Yeah. And it, eventually yeah. you'll come up with something good, you know, yeah. if you if you spend enough time on it. But, you know, you can't do that when you're, you've you got deadlines. When no. you've got a whole pile of deadlines, you've got to fire a cover out every single week. You know, you just can't do that. You have yep. to have a, a, a focus, an idea, a direction where you're going. You need to understand, you know, anatomy, composition, pose, light sources, you know, textures, um, how to contrast the textures to each other, how to contrast the colors, yep. warm and cool colors, everything yep. else. Yeah, The computer is not going to do that for you, you know, and, and that's just that is just the, the language of art yeah it's the language yeah. art you know you can't ignore all that but you'll probably not get an an illustration that will read that yes. will will it there isn't a language in there it's basically mm-hmm. if you ignore the rules of art you're basically just going to go blah, 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 and it's going to be a big mess of something and it's hit or miss whether you're you're trying you, it's your art is explaining anything to somebody. Yeah you know what I kind of like to have a story you know in the illustration. sometimes things are coming out the sides, not perfectly framed. Yeah. you know
0: yeah.
1: light sources are cutting off figures and making things you know disappear into the background because we've got to the point now where we do not need to perfectly frame uh, a figure in the middle you know we can yeah it's more interesting when you when you watch you know, the the new star trek films you, you know when you see the enterprise flying and it's all jittery you know things. that that jittery film sort of shot is saying to you that um this thing's moving very fast and i can't get it in the shot yeah so yeah so it's actually telling you something so so if I put an image if I do an image and I've got a lot of stuff out, out the site and not perfectly, you know, like the arms cut off and everything mm. like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to say you're in a snapshot of the image. Yes. It's it's like the time when people then got their own personal cameras and they could just snap camp of images. Yeah. And you saw more of that type of an image, didn't you? Rather than the I this is an expensive thing. Let's set you all up and pose you so that everything's completely in the shot. Yeah, I, I yeah. find it more interesting when when things are out of shot, and you know, and also the storytelling thing. And also you, you know, you don't want to um, you don't want to spell everything out, you know, completely to the mm. viewer. You mm. want to let leave some of it to their imagination. You know, yeah, because. Because if I do all the work, it's like porn or something, isn't it? It's like <laughs> it has a small shelf yeah. life. It's like you look at it, you get something out of it, and you move on. Where yeah. where if, if it's if it's like something where you have to translate it, you yeah. have to what is going on out there? Why you get somebody to look at the image and say, you know, what's happening over just out of the view? You know, you can see there's something going on, but what is it?
0: And that's and the why, trick of the old masters, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. You look at things like Velazquez and people like that who would paint you know, these tremendous pieces, but there'll be something going on in the background in a window or, you know, Hopper, uh, <laughs> all those great artists all had the same kind mm-hmm. of technique of leaving you feeling a little bit unsure as to what exactly was going on. You know, you yeah. think you knew the answer, mm-hmm. um, but there was always mm-hmm. something that you thought, hmm, that, yeah. you know that, that window looks a bit like there's somebody yeah. lurking or whatever and, and, yeah. and you're right you know you can you can basically be too telegraphic i think with that yeah. um, and what
1: what what does that do right what does that mean you know what it means it means that you go back to that image or it lingers in your head you know instead of the porn thing where you look at it you see the whole thing it's all spelt out exactly for you yeah. and then you move on because your, your attention isn't kept on yes. that image
0: yeah you
1: know you want somebody to invest in that you want them to invest and look at it and say you know what is going on here you know why is that like that yeah it's not a bit weird there's something weird or you you're angled weird about that or something you know it
0: and one one of the things i always love about your work as well um it's always been there but actually the last few pieces you've done i think it's become more prevalent is your fantastic use of um kind of spotlighting or yeah. shadow shall we say yeah. to you know i, I can remember the, the recent wonder woman um cover that you did for example um oh, let me, even let though, me hook
1: it out here you know Relax. which is
0: this will make great uh, a great podcast ryan you showing me pictures of your lovely work but yeah exactly so ryan's holding up and there's this wonderful cover of wonder Woman. i'll link kit to the show when it comes out oh can they uh, see the
1: video
0: no they can't see the no show. they won't but i'll, I'll oh, make right, sure okay. they can see the image so i remember another conversation we had where i was badgering you for some uh, advice and you were talking about that about think about where you can put some dramatic light in either you know light or dark and and it sounds strange it's because you tell your paintings anyway because they're, they're definitely you you know they don't look like anyone else's work which i think is is a credit to you because it's very difficult <laughs> an artist to yeah to find that voice.
1: See, that's but, weird as well. You know, that's weird because I never thought I actually had a style. Oh, I, yeah. I never thought, you know, I, I I just think it's just an illustration. You know, no. that's all I kind uh, you know, which is weird. Which is kind of weird. Because I've heard always people saying, oh, I need to find my style or whatever. And and I kind of, I never went on a journey looking for my style. I, and, and I still think that myself right now you know my stuff maybe looks too generic and it looks too much like somebody who's just illustrating some third of voice or whatever and
0: no and i, and I, I think know. you're doing yourself a disservice but you're, you're doing the thing that we all do is as artists or people who create is you, your biggest critic is, is usually yeah. yourself isn't it you know well, there's a few yeah. exceptions i'm sure we know of yeah. but you know generally <laughs> i mean i i i I'll spend ages doing something. And as soon as I finished it, I immediately hate it, you know, and don't want to sort of put it anywhere. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. you know, you do definitely have a start and probably the very fact that you've not searched for it and you've not forced it is why it comes through. But, yeah, yeah. you know, most people will recognize your work as being mm-hmm. unique. It doesn't look like anyone else's work. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, I can remember in the kind of nineties when everyone was trying to be, um, Simon Bisley. Yeah glenn fabry yeah. you know legends yeah. of oh come on glenn a little bit later but absolutely of course you know yeah. legendary names yeah. in, in kind of comics and particularly in, in cover work mm-hmm. everybody then started trying to look the same and yeah. it yeah. never looks the same it just looks like a bit of a shit version yeah yeah you know and yeah. it's good for that, learning yeah. and it's good for practicing techniques and things
1: it is indeed um, it it's do you know what the problem is the problem is when you only have one inspiration. Yes. When you only have one inspiration, you focus on that and become a mimic of that that inspiration. Yeah. And the problem, you know, where you what you should be doing is that's your inspiration, and then that person's your inspiration, then this person's your inspiration, yeah. and somebody else. And and if see if you have four inspirations, that means those four merge into your kind of your style of art yeah. and that's, that's you, something else comes out then, you know, and anybody, everybody has inspirations, everybody, you know, yeah. even the people that won't tell you who their inspirations <laughs> yeah. are, yeah. have inspiration because they can they haven't uh, evolved from nothing. You know, they haven't evolved. Yeah. They have came at this and looked at other art and said, Oh my goodness, look at that, you know? Yeah. And, and that's just normal again, you know, and and I think the people who are imitations, sometimes it can be because there's jobs out there for imitations of a certain type of art. And you can see, you know, these days in the American sort of market there, there's a lot of people look very similar to like Jim Lee and stuff like that, yeah. you know, yeah. And and people are. And and people, I there's uh, there's been jobs I've been on where they've said, can you look a bit more like, blah mm. blah blah, you all know? Right. And so this is this is where sometimes, you know, I from coming from a, from the angle of looking at all, and having a bit of a, not a massive amount of experience, but a bit of experience seeing the other side of this. I I kind of I don't look at people's art and say, oh, that guy's a crap version of blah blah blah. I sort of say to myself you know they probably wanted him they maybe wanted him to look like that or he said oh everybody wants people who look like this person so therefore i will do this to get the jobs you know and
0: yeah
1: and it it's it's sort of you know it's like stuff another thing as well sometimes i kind of have i i do artwork and stuff that i kind of You know, editors maybe want a certain way or whatever, and and I'm not happy with it. And it goes out there, and I think to myself, crap, people are looking at this and think this is crap. And it comes back to me. And that's the whole thing. It's like people just see that piece of artwork and they don't know the the story behind it. They they don't know that there's been so much input in it. You know, and sometimes, you know, whenever I've been working in big companies, there's been maybe eight people. You know, with their kind of putting their kind of opinion across that I have to then add into the actual the piece of art. So, you know, in those cases, sometimes it doesn't end up the way you wanted it to be, but but people will still look at that and say, oh, has." Isn't as good as he used to be, or ran, you know, in my case, haven't been around long enough to be not as good as he used to
0: be. Going to the worst case scenario that we always do, but yeah. you no, know, no. I mean, I, I take the point, though, about, you know, lots of people having an opinion, because um, let's be fair, everybody's an expert, aren't they? Particularly when yeah. it comes to. Yeah something that, that they don't do for a living sometimes it's you know what exactly
1: it's what it how do you balance but, that yeah.
0: though how do you deal with people that mm. you know because sometimes i bet some people talk some right old bollocks don't they
1: yeah and you're yeah. thinking that's yeah.
0: just not gonna work how 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 do you deal with that is it you know is it just experience
1: it will see sometimes uh here's the thing see if you're if you're an artist you have put your head above the parapet. You have actually put yourself uh, in front of people who will uh, either make a comment about your stuff and maybe can, maybe will ridicule you. They will say, oh, well, that's not very good. Or this other person's better than you, blah, blah, blah. Your art, you're putting your art out there in front of people to look at, to, to have an opinion of, and you're never going to make everybody happy. Some people have, uh, other artists that they are, you know, bigger fans of, Yeah. you know, some people are angry. Some people are jealous. You know, you've got everything you've got. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got the people who really love your work, which is brilliant. So, The problem is that negatives sort of stick in your head a bit more than the positives. And I think artists in general, if they want to become good, a lot of the mindset is usually they hate their own art. So, so a lot of the time somebody else telling them that they also hate your art, you know, (laughs) you kind of, it's like in your head, you go, see, I was right. I was right. (laughs) My art is crap, you know? And, so, but what I, I used, well, I would get really angry not angry. I would get really pissed off and go, yeah, I thought that would look like crap in myself, blah, 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 and whatever. And, or somebody would say, oh, you're never going to be as good as this person. And then one, it would annoy me for a while and then after a while I'd say, right. All right, then I'm going to have a go at that. You know, it would drive me to get better. Yeah. And you know, you, as I said, you're never going to, you know, kind of please everybody. Um, you are always going to get people who are going to ridicule you. You know, they're mm. going to say, well, that's really crap or you can't draw this or you can't draw that or whatever. And, You know, I don't think there's anybody perfect out there in art, especially if you're on the journey and you're trying to get better. And,
0: mm. you
1: know, you're, you're putting yourself out there in front of people. So, yeah. you know, and it's this yeah.
0: takes a lot of. Got to it does, do it doesn't it it
1: does indeed you know? so you know so don't i would say don't you know don't let people put you off and you know if you want to do it professionally don't go to your parents and ask them <laughs> yeah. what do you think yeah. of this you know yeah and and yeah. the other thing is sometimes you need the right people to give you advice yeah because you can also get your friends who will say the nose is too big, the whatever's too long, the arm's too yeah. whatever, this is not. And they're coming to you with all this stuff that's rubbish and it, it isn't a fact and you're w- sent off on a wild goose chase. Right.
0: right. You know,
1: the best thing you can do is connect yourself to an artist who is good, who would maybe help you and give you a little bit of advice. Yeah. And that's all. Yeah. You know, um, they can then say, you, because here's another thing. Um, a lot of times you'll look at your own art and say, this looks like shit. And the thing about it is sometimes it's only one little change
0: yes. that will make it look better. Yeah.
1: Just one little change. It's one yeah. thing you're doing wrong that if you change that, there's going to be massive improvements. Yeah. And what you need is the right person to be able to point right at that spot yeah. and say, fix that. It's yeah. medicine. It's, it's a doctor, an art doctor, giving you medicine to correct your blood. And no. that, that's what it is.
0: You're right. And, and again, I can remember asking you advice about a <laughs> painting that I did. It was an alien piece. Um, and I don't know if you remember this. It was basically the soldiers really crouching tried. down. It yeah, really it's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did oh, say buy goodness. some firelighters. <laughs> that's it, <yes. laughs> And 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 I kept saying to you though it was lacking a bit of there was something not quite dramatic enough. And you you yeah. I, mean, I always remember you say within about two minutes of looking at it you kind of went if you bring the shadow of the the xenomorph's hand down mm-hmm. over the guy's face.
1: Yeah.
0: A bit yeah. more. The difference that made. You know, and it was, you know, probably, what, 20 minutes work. And it it really, it made the whole piece more dramatic. Mm -hmm. And it's, Mm -hmm. you're right, it's having people that can spot, maybe not the failings, but spot the things that aren't as strong as they could be or whatever. It's getting that advice. Because, you know, the flip side of that is sometimes, I suppose, you know, you you may come across people who just want to pull things apart because Mm -hmm. they want to. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. But that that does happen.
1: Oh, it does indeed. It does indeed. Um, That's as counterproductive as your parents saying to you. uh, That's really great. I don't know what those professionals are telling you that for. Uh, I think it's all fantastic. You don't need to change anything. You know, those two things, you know, one may give you power, okay, you know, which Mm -hmm. is good. But if you want to get further and become professional, as in make a living, make a living of it um then you need to get professional advice and the professional advice if you go to the right person you know it the whole thing's a minefield
0: oh yeah it's a
1: minefield you know art i think artists um since the beginning of time have been taken advantage of you know they've got their head down focused on the piece of paper and they're drawn And they're not looking at the world around them. They're they're drawn, drawn, drawn. And somebody's come along to them, you know, and taking advantage, saying, well, sell that for, you know, I'll buy it for a pound and they sell it for 10,000 pounds, you know. And and stuff like that, you know, happens. And the problem is these days we all need to be um, businessmen as well and women, business people. Yeah. We need to be business people um, as well as an artist. And the thing about that is that they are two different brains. One is super positive, you know, focused on a completely separate thing than the artist who is, oh, I need to make this better, this is not good, blah, blah, blah. Self-deprecating artist, you know, on the super positive kind of salesman. Yeah. You know, and there it's not you know if you want to be professional it's not good enough for you to actually just be a really good artist because that's these days a really good artist just an artist and not a business person as well it's like you're drawn in your cupboard you know and nobody knows you're in there yeah and they don't know that you're creating art you know how do you get your stuff in front of people's faces how do you get your stuff in front of editors how do you get jobs? if you get people to start following your artwork, Yeah. you know, you because in social media is so important, you need to build a big following yeah. and then, and then because companies do not want to take a risk on an artist that they think, well, nobody's really following his stuff. You know, is he bringing something to this company? Um, Cause you have to do something for them as well. You know, the time of just picking an artist up because they look good, you know, it, it's very, it's sort of over in a sense. And, you know, comic companies need to make money. Yeah, They're very worried about the future. And and they're picking up artists that have a following because they're thinking, well, at least there are some people that are going to... Now,
0: exactly, yeah. You've you got a, like a market there already yeah. for someone. And, yeah.
1: it, and the other weird thing is um, people won't give you jobs. Editors won't give you jobs until they see that you're working for... Other companies, yeah. But how do you get those jobs working for companies if you can't get editors to look at your stuff? Because yes. You, yeah. They want the, the big circle thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: it's the same in the entertainment
0: business. Oh, I know. Business, you know of like,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's um. Yeah. It is <coughs> a, so a difficult false one. right yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. There's so many yeah. false starts, and you know a bit of false hope every once in a while and, and and it can knock your confidence and stuff, but it is just the road. It is just the road. It is not, you know, you have to have a bit of strength inside to say, right. Okay. It didn't work that time. Let's analyze what happened. Let's analyze it. And let's say, okay, how can I do that better the next time? How can I promote myself better the next time? Or what exactly went wrong there? You know, maybe it wasn't anything to do with you, you know, which in a lot of cases it isn't, you know, yeah. um, it, but it's hard. So as I was saying, like, you know, you need to be able to promote well your work. And I don't mean, you know, spamming like yep. images yep. of the same thing over and over, because that's a sure that's way to turn people off, you know, Um You know, get as much advice from everybody and anybody and go to comic convention. If you want to be in comics, go to comic convention, speak to lots of artists, chat and chat and chat to them and and find out what their kind of experience was, you know, trying to get into comics. And the other thing is because that worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you either. You know, their method, they went to the headquarters of blah, 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 showed their portfolio, got a job, you know. You know, maybe that worked in the 90s. It's maybe not going to work now. You know, going to comic conventions, showing editors your work sometimes works. Emailing them sometimes works. But, you know, you need to keep pressing. And there's going to be a lot of kind of, you know, no's before there's there's yeses. Again, like, there's going to be a lot of crap drawings before you know the yeah. drawings all start becoming really good yeah you know
0: yeah i mean it's like anything isn't it you've got to be prepared to put the work in because um, it isn't going to happen overnight yeah although yeah. some people seem to think it will and, and then get very yeah. disappointed when it doesn't yeah. yeah but it just doesn't work like that does it so no. just just going back to yourself then ryan um who were your kind of comic artist heroes when you were growing up who did you look to Um, Not necessarily that you wanted to be like them, but that you just admired their style or what they did.
1: Yeah. um, It's basically the funny. The thing was, I saw. um, See, I'm dyslexic. Right. So I basically, you know, reading and writing stuff was always a problem for me, you know, from when I was a kid. And I'm sort of a visual, visual learner. You know, yeah so whenever i was looking at comics i was i wasn't really reading them i was actually looking at all the yep. illustrations yep. and stuff and i remember uh, i used to collect scream when i was younger you know and oh, like the scream, lady yeah. it was amazing <laughs> yeah. amazing and all those creepy black and white drawings and stuff yep. you know it's like that was like pfft. but but the mo- i think the most important thing was simon bisley and the judgment of gotham you know yep. whenever i yep. saw that whenever i saw that book i thought holy crap how can yeah. you how can somebody ha- have so much kind of dynamic you know yeah uh how, how can it be you know just plop it onto every single page you know the contrast of the color and the movement and the you know the light and the 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 materials how things just looked like they were shiny and glossy and stuff you know and um i just looked at and thought holy crap you know so that was that was my one of the major things in comics and stuff and um you know in in but but this is another thing like i i kind of i'm inspired by everything you know like like all the old masters you know old old paintings rembrandt you know uh lots and lots of stuff you
0: know yeah yeah
1: you know uh you know, like the guy Burgero, you know all of that his yep. stuff. You know, and uh, yep. I don't know. Uh, it's really the pin stuff. It's the, yeah. the, But saying that, uh, there there are also like line artists and stuff that you look at, like like Brand Ball and stuff. Yeah. it's so clean, but it has such a story to it.
0: It's yeah. so
1: kind of so powerful. Um. There, there's something about his stuff that I, I just looked at and went, my God, you know, this is just incredible. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I don't know. Um, Glenn Fabry's stuff is fantastic. It's
0: just yeah. it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And the thing about it is I was very lucky then to actually, you know, you know, be friends with those two people. Yeah. You know, and, and And Simon Bisley, I would speak to regularly, and he has helped me an awful lot. You know, Mm. he's kind of, you know, he would say, I would show him a a painting or whatever, and he would say, you know, you need to change this. And it would be just a small change, but it would make a massive difference. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I would then analyze what he told me. Yeah. And I would say to myself, why did I not see that? myself and the thing is it turned into a theme there was a theme of you know i was being too safe you know my artwork is too safe right? and where his was more bold and brash yeah and that was what he was picking out a lot of the times on my artwork it was that i was just not pushing it far enough and then I started sticking that into my brain. So it's le- then you kind of say to yourself, OK, you're drawing something and you say you're not being b- bold enough here. Yeah. So then you put that medicine in there and then, you know, and you change it to more bolder, you know. And and that's, you know, you, you have to, you know, at the end of the day, you have to s- lie in your bed and you have to run it over in your head. You have to run your art over in your head, your uh, decisions over in your head and say, where did I go right and where did I go wrong?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you do that, it's not mindless drawn. It's, you know, you're, you're coming to conclusions. You're saying, I do this wrong all the time. Therefore, yes. I need to fix this particular thing.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's that's what you know people always say like oh what type of brush do you what this what that what whatever, and you know Simon said before you know uh, he could draw with his finger you know and he has yes. sometimes you know and and that is what it is it isn't the tool it isn't the anything it's you know it's knowing what's what you need what this image needs and what it doesn't need you know. And that that's you know and I think I went off completely the topic there in the No, some no, no,
0: you're right. <laughs> no, no. It's fine because again all of it the thing is though, it's all intrinsically linked, isn't it? You yeah, know. It is indeed. The people that you admire, um, or that you learn from are the people that yeah. do like you say, sometimes do the things that, that you don't do or you didn't do. Um yeah. and you didn't know that that was the thing that stuck out that's to it. It. you. Know, it, it's an yeah. important lesson I think to learn that Um, of course some people never learn you know sometimes i think i never learn from from mistakes you know but you're right you do have to keep going back and looking at it and yeah
1: there are different now there's differences okay there's differences there are some people that don't learn because they in their head they are not trying to learn in their head they just want people to say i really love your art right right then there's people that are trying to learn it's a bit, a bit like you're weightlifting and there's just nothing really happening for a long yeah. time. And then suddenly something happens, you know, you could be trying and you feel that it's not working. But this is the thing. Art is like a tree growing. You, you're going to watch it. And you can sit and watch it all day, but you'll never see it growing. But yeah. it is growing. Yeah. It is growing. And you are getting better. As long as you do, you feed and water the art the right way. And if you do that, you will, it will get better, but it will be a slow process and you may not see. Sometimes you'll get a piece of gold that will change your artwork so fast Mm. that you'll be like, holy shit. And that's where the professional giving you a bit of advice comes in that they can suddenly change yours, your art so quickly, you know, with one one word, one fix. And, yeah. you know, that's why that's worth gold. You know, that mm-hmm. a little gem, a little gem of information. And yeah. you can go back to your art and change everything that you've drawn. You know, everything you've drawn. You can say, now I see what's wrong with this. Now I see what's wrong with it. Because it's the language, the language of art that people yeah. are communicating with each other. And let's let's forget this dog shit of the modern art splashing paint on a whatever and selling for millions and we're all blah, 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 and get our champagne, right? Let's forget about that crap and let's put the hard work in. The hard work is in how do I make something look believable? How can I rep- represent that face? How do I represent the cloth and material? How do I tell the story You're with mm. a piece of art and and not spend our time splatting paint all over a page you know and sell and putting it in a gallery and making up some bullshit story about it yeah you know there's too much of that crap going on
0: it's yeah. too
1: much of it you know what what Um, that's like big fat people going to a gym and saying well this is you know this is the new kind of body building you know what yeah I mean? yeah this is the new body building. yeah you know it's like we don't lift weights anymore this is just the we do this is this is a new and and having mr universe of the the people that have no muscles
0: yeah they've
1: no muscles so like but this is the new version of mr olympia whatever you know the arnold schwarzenegger whatever you know it's it's just ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous You know, and I think we we'll have to get away from all that crap now.
0: Unfortunately, though, art has a history of that, doesn't it, to be fair? You yeah. know, I mean, I, I I still love the kind of, you know, the Renaissance painters and things like that. And mm-hmm. you know, I can remember being told, well, why are you still looking at them? Because it's old fashioned and it's like mm-hmm. because it's it's absolutely
1: right. brilliantly
0: done. That's the difference, yeah. you know. Right. And, and I also love things like surrealism. I love, you know, I love yeah. lots of different um, types of art think of this a second
1: right let's think of this so why do musicians still play the old stuff like mozart wagner and whatever so why do they learn how to play those things right why do they bother you know it's it's like saying you know why do representational art because just take a photograph and blah 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 So why do people play Mozart and whatever? It's because the skill involved, the skill involved in it. There's a skill, and so because we can, Mount Everest, you could you take a helicopter up, you know, or whatever, or maybe we'll build an escalator up to the top of Mount Everest, and you know, why bother climb it with your hands and feet, you know? Just get on that escalator and whatever, you know, yep. and get to the top. Yep. You know, that's it's like people that make those comments. I don't know what's in their brain. No, you I, know, don't. I because why, why bother build muscles? Why bother bother go to the gym and make yourself, you know, superhuman? Why bother run a marathon? You can yep. just get on a bus and you'll be there like half the time, you know, or whatever quarter of the time why bother do anything yeah you know it's like saying that the representational art is pointless is just it shows what sort of mentality the person saying that you know what's in their head
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and an example of that i was watching a documentary about andrew Wyeth um the other week yeah. I, I love Wyeth stuff i think the guy's just you know mm-hmm. he, he is truly one of the great american painters yep. and it was talking about his show and mm-hmm. um it did this big show i think it was in new york and basically got absolutely panned by mm-hmm. the critics yeah. saying, "Oh, it's boring mm-hmm. and who wants to look at this and mm-hmm. and now obviously these things are considered master mm-hmm. quite rightly masterpieces yep. Yep. you know but when you look at the things <laughs> that they were they were questioning you're thinking like how could anybody objectively look at something like that and just say oh it's boring or yeah. oh it's old-fashioned that was another thing leveled at him yeah. and you're right i mean it's all art is very subjective and yeah. i'm not particularly a fan of a lot of modern art as it's called and things like yeah. that yeah i don't completely just dismiss it you know i'll give it a go but I, I just think i'm a bit too thick i don't really understand a lot of it you know uh. you know if i'm looking at a brick on a floor <laughs> it's a brick on the floor, you know, yeah. and I, it, I'd have to pretend yeah. to think of it any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, a good but yeah,
1: imagination will come up with a story for that brick.
0: You often you know, find the critics come up with a story, don't yeah. they, when yeah. they're trying to justify why it's worth yeah. a million quid or whatever. Yeah. And you for listen literally. to them thinking, that's bollocks, isn't it? You're just, this, you're, yeah. you're just putting your own opinion onto that mm-hmm. now. There's uh, a lot of
1: scam. It's uh, There's a big scam behind a lot of that art. And a lot of those critics, you know, they have power and weight behind them. So they can say whatever they want about your art. Yeah. And it will stick. Yeah. And the thing is, they can make or break you, you know. And and that's a bad, That's that's how much of a mess that, you know, the fine art kind of, you know, society is in mm. that that individuals have power to make or break your um you know your kind of your art career you know yeah. and and that's not right at all that's I mean why should a couple of people have like look at things like you know there's people like that unmade bed and stuff
0: you know yeah like
1: unmade yeah. bed what a piece of shit what a piece of <laughs> Shit,
0: I'm right. glad H isn't here because if if we get onto the subject of Tracy Emin, yeah, I mean, she she loses it completely. Yeah. She know, can't tolerate
1: there's there's somebody who has had, you know, has a marketing team behind them. Yeah. Right. And that marketing team has did that job of selling, you know, that. You know, and yeah. and that's that is right now. Here's the thing again, right? That's okay if she wants to do that. And that's her, she wants to express whatever and stuff. That's fine. There's no problem with that. And if other yeah. people want to spend the money on that, there's no problem at all either. Yeah. But um, people are chucking out the the skill of drawing and painting. It's being thrown down the toilet yeah. for things, you know, like that. A bed or whatever. Right? Yeah. That, you know... Okay, we're gonna put a story behind it, but is there a physical skill in creating that that piece of art? You know, that's that's yeah. the part that I, um, that's the part that I'm more interested in. Is that skill and that technique? Yeah, you
0: know. And can I ask you? Because obviously, you know, a lot of people listening to this will be probably listening because of the work that they're familiar with that you've done on. Um, comic books and and covers and things but do you feel there's a danger that we're losing some of the skill within that field as well i mean do you see covers and obviously we don't want to name examples or anything but do you see covers where you tend to see the same mistakes or you tend to see trends you can spot trends about this is now popular so everybody starts doing something Mm. i mean is that do you get a chance to look at comics because obviously yeah, you're so busy yeah, course, but you know yeah, when course. you do do yeah, you, are yeah. you acutely aware of that, that happening
1: yeah but the the difference again is, is this that um like in fine art you'll maybe do a painting and you'll get a good a good lot of money for it possibly if you're in the right position but yeah you know in comics there's a lot less money you know when yeah. you're when you're doing interiors or covers or whatever it's when you're selling the originals you you get a lot more money for it or whatever but the thing about it is that again because you have to you know do one cover after another after another after another after another Sometimes you imagine somebody who's been in the Mm. industry for 20 years um that's 20 years of you know a cover a week probably Mm there's a point when you're going to repeat yourself yeah there's a point when um you're going to maybe lose a bit of momentum you know because when you're in a marathon there's you're not going a solid pace the whole time you know there's yep. points when you dip in your focus dips and stuff and you can't expect people to be absolutely on their top for every single illustration yep. to do yeah um if you're doing fine art you can maybe say, right, well, that one's not as good as the thing, and go leave it in the corner, and I'll come back to it, or whatever. Mm. But when you've got all these deadlines constantly, you know, and it's deadlines can drain you because you you put all your attention, focus on one, and then suddenly here's the next one, and then suddenly yep. here's the next one, sometimes two at the same time, and bang, 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 bang. So it's like that's why I would not look at people's work and say, you know. Oh well, I think that's a piece of crap, you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I kind of, you know, you look at, it, you say, well, say maybe right, okay, that's not as good as that one, but we don't know what the reason is, yeah, you know, behind that, you know, we don't know why,
0: you know. Do, but, do you think? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, do you think though sometimes it's because maybe we're losing the, the skill of the foundational stuff. You know, you were mm-hmm. talking earlier about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the importance of learning to draw and do the basics yeah uh, you know anatomy and all those kinds of things and sometimes it's hard to determine whether the artist has learned that and then discarded that to turn into something creative or Mm -hmm. just hasn't actually learned it in the first place and you can see lots of classical artists who were tremendous portrait artists or just artists you know oh, that's right. artists, mm-hmm. and then they go completely off I me mean, van Gogh's an yeah. a great example of this where people yeah. go they may or may not like his work but mm-hmm. when people say oh, he couldn't paint it's like well actually he could yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, he just yeah. he developed into something very different and non-traditional yeah. Yeah. um so that's, that's, that's okay. the thing i wonder yeah. sometimes whether you whether you get a sense that maybe there's a danger that we could lose a bit of that skill set
1: um well there's there's a lot of comic artists that are self-taught. Mm. So basically, you could set yourself on a desert island and sit for ten years or whatever, and come out with it. it's it's all about you know you know kung fu you know kung fu it <laughs> means time and effort. That's yeah. What it means. Right. So, so it's basically you know that's all it is. It's just a lot of time and a lot of effort observation as well and analysis you know so it's those things and you don't need anybody around you you don't need somebody teaching you you know what when, when i'm saying people helping you that speeds the process up yeah it definitely speeds the process up but you're we are definitely living in a world where everything you know at the burger king world you know where mm-hmm. everything is instant you know yeah. The speed of creating comics, it's getting faster. The speed of everything's getting faster. You know, everybody's demanding top quality, but they want it right now. What I'm seeing is you do a cover, it gets out there. Everybody looks at, like, oh, that's great. Bang, next week, they've totally forgot about it. And they're yeah. on to the next thing. So you've spent all that time and effort piled into that, and it's not lasting.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just out there, and it's gone again, you know. and And that's a problem. The problem is we can't sit and relax and enjoy, you know, what's being created, the artwork and stuff. And and I think a lot of artists and writers are feeling the same pressure. They're feeling the fact that, like, you know, shit, you know, on the next deadline, on the next deadline, you know, we're not, you can't sit back and go, I feel quite good about that one image that I did.
0: Yeah, it's almost becoming a bit disposable, isn't it? It's totally, it's totally mm. disposable. now which is quite odd. I love it was comics, comics were. because comics yeah. obviously were disposable, weren't they? Yeah, That's of course. The point of of course. Them. Um, yeah. But I think well, our lives
1: are becoming disposable. Well, li- well, in a sense, but again, you know, like everything, like films, everything, everything's just in and out, in and out, yeah. in and out, in and out, in and out. At its speed, the speed is just—it's excel everything's accelerating. And yeah. This is. As this, the interesting thing is this coronavirus situation, where everybody, well, lots of people have been put on furlough and whatever, and they're at home. Their lives have slowed down. Yeah, and there's a lot of people have said, you know, they they have never had this experience of their lives slowing down. Right, and it's a such a weird thing, you know, it's such a weird mm. thing because it's like, you know, you can finally see what is going on without yeah. all this chaos around you constantly you know mm. yeah. weird stuff
0: you know yeah no it's interesting i mean i think the lives being disposable i mean obviously the british government would agree with that because they seem mm. to be hell bent on making us disposable as quickly oh, as they God. can by the <laughs> of it um so just just it's interesting i mean obviously th- this um show's slightly gone on a different angle than what i anticipated but it's i'm really enjoying the, the conversation around mm. art more than just comic covers you know which is yeah. yeah i don't want to kind of pigeonhole you into into one genre um mm. because obviously you've done lots of work on things like album covers and you know games concept design things like that mm. but if you if you found that you were suddenly not as busy with comics and you had other opportunities would there be a different type of art that you'd like to pursue yeah. Um,
1: see, the thing is, a lot of when you're doing covers, you, it's one illustration telling a story, and then you move on to another subject, you know, another superhero, another whatever. And so it's a totally different thing and a different story you're trying to tell. So, yeah in reality you're you're constantly what i like about that is the fact that it's not a big sequential you know blah 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 blah, loads yeah. of, loads, loads yeah. of pages all the same guy looking in different directions whatever. <laughs> yeah. and what i like is that one illustration telling a story so i would you know i always wanted to do like not fine art you know just just sell paintings of mm. like like illustrations of things you know and you know, of various different things like horror and stuff, because I, I love horror. Um, yeah, that would, be the, that would be the thing I would yeah. maybe do. But it's whether there's... It's always... You have to build your market up again, you know? If you want yeah. on another kind of thing... I know it's all art, but you need to then build a market for that particular art, you know? Uh, concept work is good, but you're basically almost anonymous yeah you know you were yeah. and also not many people see the work that you've did you know unless it comes out in a book or whatever it just disappears yeah so the problem with that is you could get a, a couple of really good jobs and then it just you know it dries up and then nobody really you can show your cv to people but you know it's comics are good in the way that you can put your work out on social media and it builds a bit of a profile for you. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think it would be just paintings and stuff and galleries yeah. and selling stuff that way. Really? You know,
0: I think. Yeah. Cause as I say, you, you are, a, when I look at your work, I see it as, I see you as an artist and I don't mean this it may, it may sound out, but I don't see you as a mm. traditional comic book artist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: see you yeah. as an artist who happens to be working in comics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, no, and I like... think
0: your style is very different to to some of the more traditional people. So maybe, you know, you, you think about people like you know, your Todd McFarlane's and people mm-hmm. like that, equally as as talented at what they do. But mm-hmm. it's it's for me, it's a completely different discipline. Now that could be yeah. just because like yourself, mm-hmm. that's that was my background. I was a painter and you know, I, I was taught um to paint, rather than taught to tell sequential stories, not something yeah. that I've had to teach myself as well. So yeah, I, I can see you you would end up more in that that field. Yeah. Um, but. Just, just coming back to, to the world of comics that you are obviously heavily embedded in, and, and you know you you as I mentioned earlier on, you know you really are one of the rock stars of the the comics here. Yeah. I know you'll scoff at <laughs> that, but you are, you know you scoffing. I'm scoffing. <laughs> no, I you you have seen the people at the conventions and that, mate. You know they you've you've sat there and signed thousands of books at Comic Con and stuff, <laughs> you know, which I'm sure you enjoyed. <laughs> it's so oh <yeah>, um,
1: fantastic.
0: But <laughs> well, when you get a brief, when you yeah, when you get a brief coming through from say Marvel or Dark or so, wherever it may be, um, mm-hmm. do you have a set process of how you break down that that brief to yeah. create a cover? The,
1: the the usually um well they're all different, but generally right. generally what will happen is they'll they'll ask you they'll give you a little bit of detail they'll say you know we want to cover of spider-man and it's for this comic and you know it involves whatever character and they'll sometimes send you a wee bit of reference of that particular character or whatever and then they'll say you know can you send me three uh uh roughs you know so they're like little thumbnail sketches yeah so what i'll do is i'll send them one And so they don't have a choice (laughs) 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 because what I found from the very beginning was you, when you send three, they always pick the one you don't want to do.
0: You know,
1: it's the one that you think that I just threw in as filler. You know, that was just, oh, I came up with two good ideas and then I had to do a filler one just to to give it the three and they always pick the third one. (laughs) <laughs> always, they always pick the wor- the one you do not want to do because you think this is just crap so if you give them the one then they have no choice oh, yeah. <laughs> you know but um, and then what happens is it's like I really rough and then I'll try and refine it more and then yeah. what I'll do is go straight into pain and stuff And whether yeah. if I've got time I'll do it uh, physically if I haven't got time I'll do it digitally you know because digitally is a bit faster it's a bit faster yeah you know and physically it's a bit of a pain scanning your things there's reflections you have to clean that yeah. up in photoshop yeah. and photograph you have to have photographing is better for originals but mm. you have to get all the light and right and everything and the colors then not the same and you have yeah. to put it into photoshop and change it that way again uh, where sometimes when you do it digitally you don't need to change anything but saying that again in the print process, everything yeah. changes so much yeah. that it's like, and it always goes darker. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's been cases whenever I went, right, this is gonna print darker, so I'm gonna do this a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. And I do it a lot lighter and it prints lighter. <laughs> and it's all washed <laughs> out. And you just don't know where or how to, you know, how to work yeah. it. It's just, it's impossible. It's just yeah. impossible.
0: It you, you know,
1: the only thing you can do is have really good contrast on on your images you know and if you've got good contrast then that'll show through the bad
0: print pro, or print job yeah. you know and um you, because you, you try and tell a story through your covers though because yeah you know you as we mentioned before do they give you enough information around maybe what's you know what the setup is or do you sometimes find you have to go back and try and find a bit more about but well, what is actually going to be happening because it could influence yeah, you know uh, what you're going to produce, or do you do it like the, you know, I was looking at some some old covers the other day from the the sort of 60s the old Batman yeah. cover, they were yeah. completely bonkers. I have nothing to do with the interiors. Mm-hmm. It's like Batman's yeah. turned into a zebra, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you, you, know yes. you know, you know, you, what the fuck? And I think I yep. still want to read it though, oh, <laughs> yeah, know, even though course. I know he doesn't yeah. turn into a zebra. Of course. But you know, do you? Is it important to you that you know um, the backstory of characters, or do you just do you just take it from purely a visual storytelling aspect
1: sometimes see if there's new characters that you don't know what who they are and what to do yeah i'll i'll speak to the editors and say you know gives a wee bit of information on these people and because sometimes i'll get like a little tiny scribble of a line drawn and that's all i'll get like then i have to go well what is is that skin or is that armor or is this her or is it like dreadlocks of some sort or what is this what are all these things made of because they make it believable looking you know like sort of realistic looking you you have to have all that information you know and so Um. yeah sometimes you get that and sometimes you you kind of wing it in the way that you you make an illustration that would work for nearly anything you know where it's not telling you an awful lot about what's going to happen inside and yeah. other times they don't mind at all you know you just literally i mean batman on a gargoyle on a on a rooftop you know you can yeah. you know you can get away with that for nearly every batman
0: yeah. comic
1: there is out there you yeah know, but and, they,
0: they have for many years yeah <laughs>
1: totally. and, and stuff like that you know yeah. so so you can if you know a bit of the information, like this person is now a zombie or blah, 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 yeah. and, you know, you've got enough information to kind of, you just need to know, you know, as long as you're not turning them into like a, a zebra or something,
0: you know, and well, maybe well. you
1: could, you know, I don't know. Well,
0: yeah <laughs> they can of that nice. one ryan you can have that one mate spider-man i know i have to say you talk about you know um zombies and stuff as people will though you paint the best zombies right. I, 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 i'm not you know there's, there's no contest <laughs> do you, do you if know. you've never seen ryan's artwork of of um zombie paintings or whatever or even the ones that you did the dc uh deceased ones oh yeah yeah. oh you you're absolutely you're phenomenal at those mate thank you you. thank you i could tell you enjoy as well you could just there's something in them that you can tell that you really enjoy doing them yeah you know i i
1: love it i love it i like kind of doing like i really pushed i did a joker you know 80th anniversary joker cover for like um it was an exclusive for uh um comics elite yeah and um i did all the like the joker or the batman family sitting around the joker and the batman family are all dead you know they all basically are dead like mummified looking you know and i i put robin right beside the joker and uh he's totally mummified and dead looking and i was like you know we were we were talking i was talking to sean from comics elite i was saying like a you know, I wonder, are they going to allow me to do this? You know, is this OK? You know, yeah. because it's like a dead child on the, on the cover, you know, and, and, and I never said a thing. This sort of I, I kind of uh, snuck it past.
0: Yeah, maybe. but uh, as a Batman traditionalist, though, I love that because obviously before they started dicking around with all the canon, you know, obviously yeah. the 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 whole Jason Todd being, you know, murdered by the Joker, as it were um was a huge you know it was a huge part of the batman law so when i saw yeah, that image yeah. that's what mm-hmm. spoke to me you know i'm just thinking yeah you know yeah. Th- this is yeah. if you if you're doing the 80th anniversary of the joker the one thing that really you should have somewhere reference mm-hmm. to is the fact that he murdered like you know the boy yeah. wonder of the time and i yeah, think yeah, it yeah. W- yeah. if you hadn't have done that no. Or they hadn't allowed you. I would have been think, a bit disappointed, you know, because yeah. that was probably his greatest moment, wasn't it? You know, oh, as a, totally, as a totally. villain, you know. This is uh, this is
1: the thing, but sometimes you know you have to be careful what you put on covers, you know. But, absolutely. And and there is a lot of censorship with things and stuff. And um, I kind of with the horror stuff, I like to kind of try and push it. Now, with the Marvel, we had to be very tame. Right. You know, with the Marvel zombie stuff, you know, we had to. You know so i basically did it with expressions and kind of poses yeah. and things and kind of wrinkly rotted sort of skin but not too graphic um, yeah because you just can't do it you know with with the marvel stuff because it's like kids buying the stuff and
0: everything yeah yeah so yeah um, and you've got it you're right you've got to be responsible to what yeah. you put out there you know yeah. um get that but so, it must be nice when people let you, oh, let you go goodness. you know yeah. a bit off to okay yeah yeah and as i say you can tell it comes across in the artwork as well there's just something i mean don't get me wrong your artwork's lovely anyway but there's just now and then you'll see a piece and you could i think you probably say this that you can always tell when you look at another artist's work Mm -hmm. you can always tell the bits they've enjoyed doing yeah the ones that they've done and and are equally as good but they don't quite have that little extra twinkle in the eye as it were yeah
1: yeah 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 totally true totally true
0: I was just going to say, if you could do a, a fantasy cover, something that you haven't done, and you've done a lot, so I don't know that you can even answer this, but if there's a particular title or a character that you've never yeah. painted, what, do you have one that you'd love somebody to knock on your door and go, Ryan, we want you yeah. to do yeah. X? Hmm. I
1: don't know. I, maybe, well, I want to do some alien stuff at some point.
0: Yeah, and... they've just gone into the Marvel licensing, haven't yeah, they, have. yeah. So
1: possibly there'll be opportunities, yeah. you know, at some point. Yeah, yeah. They don't so, put you on
0: that book, I'm going to protest. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent,
1: there's one. <laughs> one for the petition. <laughs> Come on, listeners, That's, get right in it. <laughs> uh, good, yeah. I would love to do some creepy ones, because do you know the way when you see the alien and he's, like, got his arms crossed and it looks like he's yeah. like a mummy or something? You know, I always thought that looked really creepy. And, you know, there's, like, you can do those... I always love the alien when he's got like slightly like greenish yellowish sort of skin in certain places yeah. and stuff. It, it almost looks like a real animal where yeah. the color varies in different places. And, you know, I would love to be playing around with all that sort of stuff and dripping and slime and kind of, you know, shiny kind of light and water all over the place. And, yeah. you know, it, it just gives you so many things and skulls and stuff lying about and bits of people you know and
0: yeah
1: you know and all the gigger stuff you know it's like oh that'd be, that'd be all a lot of fun
0: to do you know yeah Just, i can imagine you yeah. getting your teeth into that yeah <laughs> i mean it suit your your style certainly yeah. and it would certainly suit you know your uh your love of texture because that's the oh, one yeah. thing about yeah. your paintings that mm. that always stands out to me i look at your stuff and i'm like how the has he done that (laughs) because you you are truly like tremendous those different textures you know you 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 can Sounds silly but you can feel the textures in the paintings and that if anybody's ever tried to do that they know how difficult that is it's you know you
1: know what it is it's light it is light and all materials um light hits it different ways and light is reflected off it in different ways um you know If you've got a ball of light shining at a piece of glass, you will see the ball of light in the piece of glass. And whenever you've got a piece of shiny metal, it'll be slightly blurred out, but you'll sort of see the ball of light. And then if you've got a piece of like cardboard, what you'll find is a bit of light in the center diffusing out you know, because that material is not reflecting back the light source as perfect because the the surface isn't as shiny.
0: Yeah. So it,
1: it blurs the light out right out to the edges and the whole almost that whole piece of cardboard becomes light, you know. So it's so there there is only really two types of light there then. There's like there's the reflected perfect light, you know, which is shiny glass and shiny metal and stuff like that and Mm. then there's the totally diffused light which Mm. is is on a surface that isn't shiny then you've got all the stuff in the middle it's like you know so you just work out what the material is how shiny it is you know and kind of how how that light is going to be represented on that piece of material you know and yeah and then it's a game it's a bit you just play with it you know yeah the other thing is warm and cool you know, mm. if if a light source is warm, if it's like an orange light, then try and have around it, you know, the, try and have the object that the light is hitting be a cool
0: thing. Yeah. So that yeah. when
1: the light is hitting it, you've got the warmth of that light on it and it is contrasted with the cool colors around that light. And that's yeah. where you'll get the most contrast then because you're contrasting warm and cool colors and light and dark colors. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's their two contrasts, then you're getting added in there. So,
0: So again, it's, you, you've come back to those traditional themes of color theory and yeah. observation and all these yeah, things, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. which you can see in all your work. And, and, mm-hmm. seeing, and, the, and in the people that you can look at their work and you can tell when somebody knows what they're doing because mm-hmm. they build all of those elements in naturally yeah you know um, it's something I've been uh, refreshing myself on because you do lose well you know obviously I yeah. do but I have lost a little bit of the uh, the color theory knowledge that I've, I've picked up over the years and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. forcing myself to, to relearn the basics again yeah um, because it's all too easy to play around with with things too much now yeah of course you know because you can tell well
1: well here's another interesting thing um, what I find is an image tells you what it needs, right so yes. what you what so like say we say there's light in the center, so the light can only be there if it has darkness surrounding it mm-hmm. okay so so for something to show light, you have to have darkness around to show that light, or the light mm-hmm. doesn't exist, okay, so that already has told you. When you have one thing, you say there's light there, you know that it has to have darkness around it, yeah, to show the light, you know, and yeah. so, so then then you've already got that. So then you say now contrast warm and cool colors again. Yeah, you've got a cool light, so you put warmth and whatever, you know, uh, or you've got warm light, so you put cool around it. So now you're already this, the image is starting to tell you all those things. The other thing is. To show something is moving, sometimes you want to have things that are not moving, so it then really contrasts that. So all these things, you know, they keep telling you what that image needs,
0: mm. you
1: know, and you need everything in that image to reinforce the story. That's one yeah. thing that Simon Bisley said. You know, everything in that image has to reinforce that story. You know, it has to help tell that story, you know. So so when I when I go around an image, I, I say this now needs more warm. This now needs more cool. This now needs more dark. This now needs more right. light. Right. And you say to yourself, what does this image need? Like a medicine you add it to the image and it, it tells you what you, sometimes it's good to work things out at the beginning obviously. Mm. Because if you're doing it traditionally and you want like something like lighter, you're gonna white, you know, it's hard to paint over other colours with white and you have to go over loads of layers and mm. it's a mess and stuff. So if you plan out where the light is, you know, then that is that's important, mm. you know. But other parts, you know, you kind of work as you go along and you play up and down with the light and pay up and down with the contrast as well. Just yeah. like you would do in Photoshop. Yeah. You know, what I use, like when I'm using acrylic paint, I'll use mediums. And I'll, I'll add a slow drying medium into the paint. Yeah. And sometimes you don't paint it on. Sometimes you dab it on. You know, because you want your brush to create different types of brush uh, brush strokes. So you want to take people's eye, because when people see patterns, they switch off. Right. Because they see, they go, oh, there's a pattern. Oh, that's the same as that. Symmetry, you know, that side is the same as that. Therefore, yep. now you've lost people's attention for whole half of the side or half of that illustration. You know, uh, symmetry and repetitive things, you know, kill people's attention. So changing in brush strokes, the way even dabbing on paint or, or stroking on paint, you know, they, they're they all contrast as well. You know, so but mm-hmm. the, 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 the picture tells you what you need, you know, yeah. and sometimes you're up and down, as I said before, with those kind of washes, you're putting washes on. And you're darkening something or lightening up something. And you, you're looking on it saying, What does this need? So you you darken certain areas or whatever. Yeah.
0: You know? Oh, mm. you know, I'm sure people listening to this will be like myself, making copious nope. notes. Nah. <laughs> nah. No, because it, it is, it's it's fascinating stuff, you know, to go through the process. Yeah. Um people don't because talk they're not about the kind stuff. of things. You know they, that, nobody you know. does. That's that's no. the thing. I mean, going back to the original point around art college, you know, we were never mm. taught we weren't even taught colour theory. We did a colour yeah. wheel. But that was it. Yeah. They never told us how to use the color wheel, yeah. or what the yeah. color wheel was. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we were taught life drawing, or we were given a life model, but we mm-hmm. never taught life drawing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you kind of had to get the Loomis books and work out, you know, yourself rules of division and things to the. Yeah. And, you know, it's just fine, but you know, you do yeah. kind of. Uh, you, these are the things that that people don't know. Yeah. And if they don't hear people like yourselves. Talking about it, or they don't—they don't investigate themselves to find them. They will yeah, never know. Yeah. You know, course. and that's a real shame, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. You know. <laughs> so, um, I've, I've been keeping you. I know you're busy. So I'll go on to the oh. final question. Now. In your opinion, what would you say if you had to choose what would be the greatest comic book cover of all time? Oh God.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's that's like choosing a or a,
0: a oh, one of of grits, eat forever or something um,
1: i don't know um good question
0: shall i tell you mine why you're having a thing yes, yes yes okay so mine is um one that that's probably quite close to yourself actually but it's it's the initial issue one of preacher by Glenn fade oh yeah, yeah 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 you know with mm-hmm. the burning church mm-hmm. and just oh yeah, yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah and fantastic it's just everything about that image that i can remember walking into a comic shop and i'd kind of not really i'd dropped out of comics for a while and i just started getting back into being interested in them again and i remember walking in and seeing it on the shelf and it it i could it just blew me away the everything about it spoke to me
1: you know yeah, the fact yeah. that
0: glaik is you know a tremendous artist anyway oh god yeah of course, um, of course. but you know the the image the store, like you were saying before the whole intrigue that it brought about i just yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know it's, it's just it's a bu- I, I just really think it's a beautiful piece of work yeah. and you know whether it was in a gallery or on a comic book cover it's one of those images one of those paintings that would would speak to me yeah, yeah. on any level
1: i think uh, i couldn't pick one because but i could pick artists like Al- alex ross you know when you look at his yeah. stuff if you look at I mean, nearly anything that he does, you know, is just ridiculously good. You know, I think his mother was a professional painter um, and he got a bit of a head start with all that. Went to yeah. a really fantastic art school as well. Um, it kind of shows you what you can do whenever you're, you know, you've got a good basis, you know, yes. uh, there. Um You know, uh, Bill Sankovic, his stuff is fantastic as well. And Simon Bisley's work is just incredible. And Glenn Fabry and um, who else? Um, Bernie Wrightson as well. And, you know, uh, Jim Lee's stuff's really fantastic. And,
0: Mm.
1: you know, I like Liam Sharp. Some of Liam Sharp's stuff's really good as well. I remember seeing... Like Liam Sharp was in Lisburn or not Lisburn, uh, Bristol once. And uh, I remember seeing one of his Hulk illustrations, like he like all the rendering and stuff was just yeah. crazy. Um, it was insane
0: detail. Isn't it? Oh god, Sorry.
1: There's so many. The thing about it is there's so many. And it's yeah. like, you know, I, I don't look at the stuff in, you know, this one is the pinnacle. Yeah. I just say this has an element, a fantastic element. That has a fantastic element. This one, yeah. that one. That you know, with brand bowl and Brian stuff for its cleanness yeah, yeah. and a storytelling thing's just, it's just crazy. You know, it's, yeah. there's just so much. There's so much out there that it's like, it's it's exciting. You know, you can hunt out there for artwork and you know and cover work and you. What I usually do is build like a folder full of. Um, you know like inspirational art inspirational mm. covers and and it doesn't also need to be covers it can be uh you know photographer is really good photograph um it can be like life magazine covers and stuff it can be anything really and you know uh traditional paintings and you know that's why when you were saying that my stuff doesn't look like comic art and that's why because it's like my inspiration is from everywhere and it's not yeah. kind of it's less focused on the comic stuff
0: yeah Um, i agree and and another interesting one was um dave mckean as well because we went to yeah yeah there was an exhibition in london last year for dc superheroes and stuff and they had some of his original pieces up from arkham and and much to my ignorance when i first read the book and stuff um yeah didn't realize that a lot of them were collage pieces you know, oh, I'd sit there going, yeah. how did he, how, how did he, he paint that? that lace like that? And then, you know, and the, the <laughs> Scarecrow has this Hessian mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I remember yeah. spending hours staring at it thinking, yeah, yeah, how was yeah. he painted that? And the way he painted it was he actually collaged Hessian in them, worked over the yeah. top of it, you know. And, and oh, even cool. the Sandman covers, I didn't realise until not long ago that a lot of those covers were like constructions, you know, yeah. they, would, they were paintings and sketches and and yeah, yeah, yeah. collage yeah. and yeah. absolutely yeah. wonderful but it just goes to show doesn't it that you don't have to be a particular art style to produce no. great covers not at, not at all that's that's what comes out of your work and the, the other people you've mentioned very few of them actually fit that traditional comic book yeah yeah style that people would yeah. expect yeah you know oh, and totally. that's, that's the beauty of it isn't it really yeah yeah totally is yeah great so um you know, thanks for that, Ryan. And it's been a fascinating no talk, and I'm sure people are going to love just listening to your your views on on art, which aren't just constrained to <laughs> comics as well. Because really now it's really interesting because sometimes people can be a little bit too, um, you know, myopic, can't they? You know, they just know yeah. about one thing, and I think it's yeah, refreshing yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. hear somebody talk about other disciplines as well. So I genuinely appreciate you giving up your time. I know you're busy. Oh, no problem. I know no. you no problem. with your fingers to the bone. Um, yeah. just want to give people uh, any sort of links to your, your website, social media, things like that, where they can see more of what, what Ryan Brown does? I think,
1: well, the only one that anybody can frame me on is Instagram because I think I'm at the maximum with, like, Facebook and stuff. So, um, but... I think you can still see what's going on on Facebook, but you just can't friend me on. You can follow me on it, I think, as far as I know. But um, I do every once in a while little competitions and things and stuff and giveaways of comics, signed comics and things and on Facebook. So, you know, if anybody wants to go on there, well, it's probably going to be on Facebook anyway, so you're already there.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was pointless. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm around. I'm always on social media whenever i'm not working on stuff i'm kind of trying to put up pieces of art and various things and let people know what's going on i've got some really interesting stuff going on at the minute but i can't really talk about it but also a lot of covers to come out as well so over the next load of weeks hopefully there's going to be some covers coming out but um it's all,
0: it's all go it is <laughs> and we'll we'll start the uh, get ryan on the aliens uh pieces oh as yes as we fit we'll start that ball with oh, excellent really excellent. Oh, it's great stuff <laughs> so um again thanks to ryan really appreciate it and you can find out more about me at art92.com and instagram twitter and facebook we it's all under art92 because as i say every week you know when you get to our age you're lucky if you remember to put your pants on the <laughs> mind what handle <laughs> you've got on what social media And if you've enjoyed this show, and I'm sure you will have done, remember, you can check out any previous episodes. that are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. There's a million of them, Ryan. I tell you, I can't keep up. People say, are you on Googly Google? I'm like, I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Um, So you can subscribe and then you'll never miss an episode. And um, I hope you join us again for the next episode where we'll carry on with the the Art of series. So just once more, I want to thank Ryan, as you can tell lovely bloke you know always got time for people and and a genuine master of his craft and (laughs) And remember when it comes to books and especially comics as jw egan said never judge a book by its movie thanks for listening bye